You know what's weird about concert tickets is that like you buy them and they're usually so far in advance. Yeah. And I always just feel like I'm like, you spent all that money and it's just like sitting there. You know, and it's like almost like a gift card. Does that make <laughs> yeah. sense? Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, like, yeah, when we spent that money to buy Billie Eilish tickets, at the time I was like, this is so much money because I had no money. Yeah. I still don't really have a lot of money, but I have a bit more now. And so now I'm like, oh, it's like a free concert. Yeah, I right. I bought them like a year ago. Exactly. <laughs> and like with the weekend, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I'm like, by August, it won't matter. <laughs> by August, you'll be like, oh, yeah. August, I'll be like, I'll have a job, you know? Well, anyways. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And we're back this week. Back to animation. Back to animation for last yeah. Polar hmm? Express? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. How many Pixar movies have we done? We've done Toy Story. Mm-hmm. We did our Pixar ranking. We did Ratatouille. Oh yeah, we did do Ratatouille. That might be it. For I animated? Think. Yeah, no, no for, for Pixar, Pixar. Oh, animated. Oh. I think Onward, you said? Oh, yes. Onward, I forgot Onward. that was Pixar. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. I think we've done three then. Yeah. Yep. Now four. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was really high on our ranking list. I don't remember where you put it. I feel like it was... Uh, I feel like I put it probably at, like, number two. Yeah, I think this was, like, three or something. Here's the thing. Maybe. I love a good... I love a script written by Brad Bird. Mm-hmm. There's something about him. He's... Yeah, your top two, then, are both Brad Bird. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Brad Bird might be the director who comes up most in my top 10 movies list. <laughs> Just because you have Incredibles and Ratatouille on it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, Chelsea had Incredibles at two and Elsha had it at three. Yeah. Yeah. So both pretty high. Pretty high up there. I mean, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember oh, first watching it? Ugh, we never asked this I, question anymore. I know. I don't think I do. Yeah, I mean, this I is one of those movies that I just remember seeing like in parts. Not in parts, but I remember like parts of it watching it when I was really young. Well, and then this was two thousand four, mm-hmm. so we were four years old. Yeah, we definitely we had it on DVD, so we watched yeah. it, like all the time randomly. Yeah, this feels like something my dad would have like bought and been really excited to watch with us mm. <laughs> you know yeah i feel like maybe i saw it in theaters but i don't remember seeing it in theaters mm. i have not do you remember what the first movie you saw in theater was because i do not the only and i, I don't, don't think, think i could place it at all i don't think it's the first movie i saw in theaters mm. but it's the first movie i have a memory of seeing in theaters is mm. harry the first harry potter mm. Mm. i have no idea i should ask my mom i wonder if she would know that yeah, I have no idea. I feel like I would know the first, but I mean, I like movies a lot. I feel like I would know what the first movie I took my kid to was. I'm looking at it, it was like, I'm, I doubt Harry Potter was the first movie I saw in theaters. Like, there's no way my parents didn't take me to something animated in theaters before I was mm-hmm. like six. Yeah. But it's the first one I have a memory of. I but don't yeah. even know what the first one I have a memory of is. I, I remember seeing like a bunch of 2007 movies. Mm. I remember seeing Ratatouille. I remember seeing Meet the Robinsons. And whenever Bridge to Terabithia came out, I remember that too. <laughs> that movie's so sad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that in theaters. We watched that in class after we read the I think, book. And yeah. I remember just crying. I think that we did that too. And I was like, this is terrible. Why are we doing this? <laughs> so, it, yeah, it was just one of those movies that was like there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really remember first watching it, but yeah. I remember watching it a lot. Is it the first superhero movie you watched? Maybe. Who would know? Maybe. <laughs> just because I feel like it came out at a time where we were young, and it's it's a kid's movie that you probably saw, and it's a superhero movie. So it might be. Sure. I mean, 
Yeah, I feel like the first superhero movie I saw that's not, like, an animated would probably have been, like, Spider-Man. Because that came out in 2002. Mm. So we would have been young. And I probably wouldn't have watched any other, like, type of... Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, yeah, I guess we can count this. It is a superhero movie, so... Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get into, into the pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously written and directed by Brad Bird. It's also his first Pixar film. He also did uh, the other Incredibles and Ratatouille. And it's also Pixar's first outside of Pixar director. Um, oh. Every other uh, before this is like the sixth Pixar movie to come out, I think. Yeah, and uh, every other movie before it, they had like their Pixar crew. Yeah, that was like their people, and they just kind of like they did everything. So this was the first person that was outside of that group of people yeah. that was able to direct and do stuff. And so it was developed. As an extension of the 1960s comic books and spy films that he watched when he was a kid. Mm. Um, and the concept dates back to 1993 when he sketched his family while he was uncertain about his film career. He was having a time when he thought about this movie. It, it sounds like, I mean, a lot of the movie he wrote kind of based on how he was feeling at the time. So he was very uncertain about, like, is this worth it for me to be spending my time making films? And, like, right before, uh, when he was, when he sketched his family, he was in the process of directing Iron Giant, which ended up flopping majorly. Yeah, but I've heard it's a good movie. I have heard it's a good movie. It's strange. That movie did really bad, though. The Iron Giant. I love The Iron Giant. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I watched a bit of it. But it apparently flopped. And so, and so he was, like, uncertain, like, is this worth it? I'm spending my time making films when I can be with my family. (laughs) So he was, like, this is really sad. And then he was, like, okay... I think he said, um, consciously, it was just a funny movie about superheroes, but I think that I was going to, I was, uh, what was going on in my life definitely filtered into the movie. Yeah. Um, and after that, he gravitated towards his idea of a superhero movie, and then he reached out to his old friend, John Lasseter. Mm. Good friend to have. And then he pitched his idea to him, and he went, oh, that's a great idea. He was like, you should bring this to Pixar. He brought it to Pixar, and they went, yeah. Um, they were like, but you'll have to do in computer animation because Iron Giant's 2D animation. Yeah. Um, and then they announced a multi-film contract with him on May 4th, 2000. A multi-film? Yes. So he... So he probably, he probably, they probably were like, okay, you're good. We'll give you, like, we'll, we'll let you have this one and then maybe you can have another project later. And that probably turned into Ratatouille. Yeah, but I think he went on, like, they had a different director for Ratatouille and then he, um, took over. Maybe they just said you can do something later. But it did Maybe. say multi-film, so, yeah. yeah. Well, he's only done, he's done three Pixar movies. He yeah. did Incredibles, Ratatouille, and then Incredibles 2 way later. Mm-hmm. Which, I feel like people are always like, that movie was supposed to have a sequel. I'm like, I mean, I guess you could see it that way because of the ending, but yeah. I feel like it's not what they meant. No, and I think they meant just like, oh, look, the family is now they're gonna being going. superheroes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, look at them, and then it ends, you know? Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, please... We want it. Please. And we want it now. The, and then, like, the sequels. Yeah. Like, it's kind of become a thing. Yeah, that was in the time of Pixar doing a bunch of sequels kind of, like, in a chunk. Because yeah. they did that one, and then they also did Finding Dory. Monsters uh, University. Yeah, and Monsters University all at the same time, kind of. And then Toy Story 4, but Toy Story has always been a franchise. Yeah. So. And, yeah, that's, like, a very condensed version of what happened, just because <laughs> there's a lot of information, and I was like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. But a little fun fact, apparently during production, um, Hayao Miyazaki, 
from Studio Ghibli, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before. Um, he visited Pixar for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and he saw the film's story reels. And then when Bert asked him if the reels made any sense or if, if uh, they were just... Um, or if they were just American nonsense, Miyazaki replied through an interpreter, obviously. I think it's a very adventurous thing that you're trying to do in an American film, <laughs> which I just thought was funny. <laughs> He's like, it's good for American film. <laughs> uh, so, but he had confidence in it, apparently, too. Yeah. He was like, this looks good. And it paid off because mm-hmm. it is good. So, yeah. We'll get into the categories then. Um, so we'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing, and music, and societal impact, each giving it a score out of 10. We'll then combine our scores um, to give us a score out of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win three bonus points in the bonus best round. Okay. Okay. Round one, story score, scoring based on writing and plot. Man, I feel like it's a really good script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, something about like the way Brad Bird writes, I feel like he writes a lot of moments. Mm-hmm. that I think are really good and some lines of dialogue that I'm like oh yeah that hit me hard mm-hmm. and in a way that you know some other people just can't do so if he has a lot of quotes oh yeah it's a very quotable movie a lot yeah. of moments in it I, I always like it when they talk about being special mm-hmm. and it's like everybody's special which is another way of saying no one is it's just like you know what that's true mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's always like moments in, the, in his in this movie and in Ratatouille that I'm like wow you're a good writer. You should write more things because <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so for that, I will give it a nine. Okay. I also gave it a nine. I think it's pretty solid. So just some like backstory again, kind of. Um, so when he came to John Lester, he had mostly just like the lineup of what the family was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a ton of, a, of other things, but he he had like the idea of like mom and dad both going through like a the dad's midlife crisis kind of ordeal yeah um which was probably from him <laughs> having a midlife crisis at the time uh and then the shy teenage girl a cocky 10 year old boy and then a baby and then it's it's interesting like the, how the the um people i mean it's a it's a big thing of like that their powers kind of mimic who yeah. they are kind of yeah. you know so that's also really interesting which we can maybe talk about probably more for character yeah we'll i guess that for each character yeah um and then just some like changes to what the story originally was um syndrome was originally written as a minor character who assaults bob and helen at the beginning of the movie and then died in an explosion that destroys their house mm-hmm. um but he was made made the main antagonist because they wanted to make him more like um, the character that they they had a different guy that was supposed to be the villain and they were like we want him to be more like that so they changed it to just being him instead yeah um and then also the character that helen calls on the phone before she gets in the plane oh, uh, snug yes yeah, snug <laughs> uh that he was intended to fly her to the island and then he was supposed to die but then they were like why don't we just have her fly the plane <laughs> it's quite it'd be quite gutsy i guess to kill i mean they kill a lot of people in this movie but a lot of them are like we don't care who they are yeah if you introduce the character that was like he's her friend and then they just kill him it's like cool that's a bit 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 much for a kids movie i guess yeah maybe that that might be why they cut that out they might have been like why doesn't she just fly it i mean they do i mean also her flying it i feel like it kind of solidifies her as being more badass yeah. You know? So you know. I feel like you don't need an extra person yeah. to randomly be in it and then die immediately. So <laughs> I feel like that's fine. Especially if he's, like, so innocent. It's yeah. Like, wow. He's like, I'll fly you to the island. I'll do you a favor. And then they murder him. Because, like, Syndrome <laughs> dies, but he's evil. You yeah. Know? He he's killed like... a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he, right. this man, 
has a huge list of people he killed. He killed a bunch of superheroes. Yeah. And then who else did he kill? He probably killed some people in the city when that thing started. I mean, it doesn't show anybody, but that probably killed some people. (laughs) So that man has... Long list but the superheroes, but the Incredibles have killed more because they killed yeah. all of the people on the island. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I saw there was something um, that I saw where he was like, when I he was like, I don't like the the tradition of in a lot of superhero movies and especially like kids movies where the kids are fighting someone who is not really a he's like not a villain that's willing to kill like he's they're they're a villain but they're not actually that bad Mm -hmm. and then the kids just get away because they're not actually trying to kill the kids they're just like i don't know doing something bad to them and he was like i don't like that i feel like it's not realistic that if you have kids in a situation like this that they would just go easy on them so he was like i don't want that and that's why the kids completely like they're like completely like we will to kill these children and that also the children have no remorse well, when they, you know like, self-defense i mean it's self-defense but they still kill a lot of people and none of them are like hey dad you just killed somebody yeah you know? i think it's like they don't really kill anybody they really just lead them into destruction i mean they do i'm pretty sure bob like throws one of those fly things into another one and well, it explodes bob. we're talking about the no kids. i know the, but still none of the kids don't shoot any of them no they're being chased and then they zoom out of the way and they crash into a wall that's not yeah. your fault <laughs> but they still die yeah and they're not like oh you know, he did <laughs> they wouldn't have died if they didn't go chasing after them i mean that's true So that's their fault it is just funny though that brad bird's <laughs> like i don't like this uh this this uh mm-hmm. this child's like superhero idea i want everyone to just have the possibility of dying that's what i want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he did and i feel like it it makes more sense mm-hmm. and i feel like it's nice to have she's like they will not be easy on you because you're children yeah. they're like oh <laughs> you're like oh that's probably true <laughs> The other thing from this movie is that it brought up, I mean, the beginning part of it, the whole debate um, that um, the beginning part of this movie brings up about why they go into hiding because oh, yeah. he, like, saves the guy. This is kind of like a uh, civil war. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> sure. In what part? Well, they're, like, debating over whether or not they should stop being superheroes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And they're, like, the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so we're talking about Captain America Civil mm-hmm. War, not yeah. the no, Civil War. No, no, I know what you, I know what you meant, <laughs> but um, it is good to clarify in case no one else connected the dots. <laughs> because they're all like, "Well, all this collateral damage we're doing, which is like a big part of what the superhero thing is." Yeah. And then you have the guy who's like wanted to commit suicide, and he's like, "Why? Well, I didn't want to be saved." Mm-hmm. And that brings up the whole legal system in America and how mm-hmm. you can sue people so easily. Yeah. And there's, like, this whole thing about uh, the ethics of selling insurance mm-hmm. and how much these people actually care for. It's a lot of, like, really, like, pretty adult things slid into this. Like, this is yeah. one of those Pixar movies. This movie has some, like, not spicy bits, but there's a lot of, like, like oh. innuendos. Man pinches her butt. It's true. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, um, uh, it's, it's not super innocent. No, you I know. mean a lot of people die in this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. just not that innocent. So, but yeah, it's just kind of an interesting like opening, because mm-hmm. usually superhero movies start and there's like just a tragedy or something, you know. But this one, it's like, oh, there's a legal battle, <laughs> and then they all have to go into hiding. Yeah, it's just a little bit different, which I think is kind of interesting. And it's kind of interesting to think of like how would that actually work if in real life there was superheroes? Yeah, like how would that work? 
I mean, same the same kind of thing, I guess, in Civil War. Well, like, so how would like, that work? They're superheroes because they're super villains. <laughs> Like, yeah, like it always feels like they're fighting someone who's like it's not like they're really fighting things normal. that are normal in our lives, right? But I mean, Syndrome didn't have powers. He, it's all technology. Yeah, yeah but he's still like an, an evil man flying around. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I think. I, th- I guess you. Were, I thought you were saying like it's people with powers fighting people with powers. No, it's like yeah. it's like. It's and weird I mean, circumstance. Like after after they're in hiding, like they're helping just normal people, but that's just because also they're in hiding, you know. Yeah. Like he's helping like the people in the burning building, but mostly that's because they're in hiding. I mean, they probably yeah. would do that normally if they weren't in hiding, but like it's mostly the big things that are the problem. Like of the- like, oh, there's a huge explosion <laughs> happening because someone's trying to blow up the city, and they're yeah, like, like, we will stop. Like that. no one's stopping superheroes from just like stopping a bank robbery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if it's if it's like an ethical debate, it's not like should these superheroes replace the police force? Yeah, it's like we need superheroes because there's equally as powerful supervillains. Yeah, you know, so it's like you can't get rid of the superheroes if there are supervillains. Yeah, it's weird to like put that into real life. Yeah. Because, you know, if well, they I mean, did I guess exist... If there was supervillains... Um, I feel like you'd probably need the superheroes. Because the supervillains would still attack. Yeah. And you think a cop's gonna be able to stop no. them? <laughs> I mean, I think collateral damage at that point is just something you have to deal with. Yeah. Because that would happen no matter what. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know what happened after um, they all went into hiding in this movie. Because it... I don't know if there's that many supervillains running around other than yeah. Syndrome. Yeah, Where'd they all go? I don't know. They're all like, no one's here to fight me. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> Megamind. <laughs> it's literally Megamind is like, this is boring. Yeah. Why don't I make a supervillain? <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad movie either. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's an interesting ethical debate that it's like kind of hard to translate to real life. Yeah. Because you're like, well, the circumstances are a little bit different yeah it is just an interesting one though because it's like you watch it and you're like that's true (laughs) you're like maybe that would be that could happen i feel like that's something that could happen if superheroes existed what what like the the situation that happens at the beginning i feel like that's possible to happen in real life if superheroes existed some would be like but i didn't want this yeah i didn't ask to be saved yeah but that's also like something that happens anyways in america it's like if Mm -hmm. someone's dying and you don't get their permission to save them or they can sue you for touching them i don't know stuff like that it's like a thing yeah um, and so it's always people don't want to, like, help other people sometimes because they're so quick to sue. Yeah. You know what else is weird about this movie? This movie takes place in the 60s. Yeah. And I always, I feel like when I was younger, I never knew that. That was me too. And then I was like, this takes place in the 60s? And I was like, I guess so, sure. But I just always was thrown when I learned that. But it's also so futuristic anyway. <laughs> yeah. They all have, like, such Their cool technology. gadgets. Yeah. yeah. But it was even last night, like... I know it's not set, like, in modern day. Yeah. But then she's, like, listing all the superheroes that died because of capes, and she's, like, 57, 58. And I'm, like, why is it so far back? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember. You're, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. I just, I, every time I hear that, I'm, like, oh, yeah, that movie does play, take place in the 60s. I feel like I learned that after, like, when Incredibles 2 was coming out. And yeah. I was, like, oh. And I was, like, I didn't realize this movie was set in the past. I just thought that was the aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just thought it was, like, an alternate universe, because everything was so futuristic, that I yeah. thought, okay, well, it, not necessarily that it's in the future, but it's in a 
a universe where this is all so regular yeah and normal but i guess it's only normal because they're superheroes <laughs> yeah it's just something funny that whatever i think i'm like oh yeah this isn't yeah i suppose you could look at the cars yeah but also some people just have old cars so it's not like the strangest thing and there's not that many like wide i mean there's the one of him in traffic i think right but there's not that many like wide shots of just a bunch of cars so I don't know. It just I don't connect the dots that much. Yeah. When did rotary phones stop being a thing? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. That's I was like, were these question. were these on the wall cord phones? Like, that feels like a '90s thing to me. '80s, '90s, maybe. It was '90s fi- feels late. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I have know. no idea. I found it kind of funny. This obviously has direct parallels between like every superhero book and movie like ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um specifically like Watchmen, Fantastic Four, Justice League, Avengers, all of them. He took ideas from all of them. But apparently for the 2005 version of Fantastic Four, they were forced to make significant changes to the script because it had too many similarities to The Incredibles, Mm, (laughs) which I found funny because he's like, I based it on Fantastic Four. And then they're like, now we have to change our script. That sounds illegal. (laughs) Well, he didn't base it entirely. I guess they just made a script and then they were like, oh, this is... The, the Incredibles. We can't do this. And then they no. had to change it. <laughs> I mean, like, writing-wise, this movie does have, yeah, like, a lot of moments. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. quotes. And also, I mean, there's a lot of themes in there. Mm-hmm. Having a midlife crisis. And he's like, I want to relive the glory days because I feel like I was at one point so super. Yeah. And now I'm not anymore. Yeah. And, like, having a family and settling down. It's really, like, yeah, it's a midlife crisis. Yeah. The entire thing is basically that. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting to, like, translate that into superheroes. It's mm-hmm. kind of a good idea. Yeah. It's kind of an idea that you're like, wow, I can't believe this wasn't done before this. You're like, why didn't I think of this? Uh, I was four when it came. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why didn't this not happen and then I think of it later? <laughs> well. You know. But, it, you know, I think it also is, like, again, like, the probably the most adult Pixar movie. I don't know if you could really challenge that. I feel like Soul's pretty Okay, well, Soul's adult. <laughs> I mean, more, like, as a family movie, though, this one has, like, a whole, like, this one has, like, a family in it. Yeah. So I feel like it does, it is, like, easier also to relate to. But it also feels like it's about the parents. Yeah. Like, the, like, yeah, which I suppose a lot of, I suppose Finding Nemo is like that, too. Yeah. Monsters, Inc. is kind of like that, too. He loses a monster, but he's, like, a dad. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> the other night. <laughs> You know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> she, oh, was, she was like, I don't know what we were saying, but she was like, you know, the Mandalorian's really just Monsters Inc. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, well, someone who's not a dad adopts a child and then becomes a dad. And I was like, and she was like, and that's it. Nothing else matches. But no, that's the I same. saw a Reddit thing. I saw a Reddit thread. I'm not the only one. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's that's cool. like about like. Uh, someone who's thrust into parenthood mm-hmm. for, uh, and there's ethics around that and um i mean this one's also like he doesn't uh believe in what he's doing for his job it but also he's there talks about him having an affair yeah that's the <laughs> other thing is that she thinks he's having an affair for like not a good portion of the movie but at least like 10 minutes of the movie she's like he is having an affair and she's then like, and then she's like he will be in trouble if he's not in trouble right now yeah. <laughs> she's like he has a sports car. Mm-hmm. He's working with this blonde hair on his collar. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> it's like kind of amazing when you see like kids' movies that are so kitty and mm-hmm. dumb, and you're like, I feel like you could just make it a little bit more enjoyable for everyone, and like 
because kids aren't dumb. We understood no. this when we were kids. And we knew that it was a better movie than a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is that Pixar, like, knows that. And that's generally why Pixar movies are better. <laughs> yeah. Is because they understand that. And they're like, why don't we just make it for everybody? Yeah. And then everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's themes you want to go through. Yeah, I mean, what, what I mean, I feel like it's really that? a big character movie. Yeah, I feel like if you go more into characters, you can find all the things that they're they're sort of concerned about because it's also related to their powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's a big like like parenthood and just like family mm-hmm. as a theme kind of is pretty big. Yeah, being special is another thing of like if yeah. you are better than other people. Yeah, or, or like I think that's just something that people talk about with kids is like if someone's really good at something. Should you let them be better than everyone else or should you hold them back? Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, they don't want to make other people feel bad. Yeah. Um, and he has a whole speech about, like, we're celebrating mediocrity. Like, they, that's like participation ribbons. And he's, like, having a graduation for a kid who's moving from the fifth grade to the sixth grade. And it's like, they're not celebrating the special things about kids. They're just trying to say you are special because you're alive. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I mean, I suppose you could say that that's true. That like, well, it just makes you think that everybody is special. But I mean, you also don't want people to think that they suck. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fine line. (laughs) So that's kind of like a debate that's hard to argue. Like, it's hard to really pick a side for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, do you think participation ribbons are a good thing? It's almost like saying, um... It probably depends on... Suck. Yeah, <laughs> you it... get a ribbon. I think there's a happy medium between participation ribbons and then, like, the culture where if you don't win, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think is, like, the participation ribbon idea came out of combating that idea that you have to be number one to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of went a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've also, it's... like, never really encountered a parent that is, like, like that. Like, I feel like, I'm sure they exist, but mm. people are like, oh, these soft snowflakes. I'm like, that's, like, a few people. It's not the generation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it also depends on, like, the age. Like, what's it for? Yeah. If you're really young, I feel like participation ribbons probably go for pretty well because they're like, I got a ribbon, you know? <laughs> yeah. But if you're, like, older and if you showed up to, like, I don't know, I can only think of track meet for them. But, like, you show, you're older and you show up to, like, a track meet and you get, like, a participation ribbon. You might be like, well, now this is sad. <laughs> you know? I feel like it probably depends on what it is and, like, yeah, who's who's getting it. Who's, like, mm-hmm. my child's better than this. Yeah. And know. so it's, like... You're a failure. The whole thing is Bob being, like, we are so special and no one's mm-hmm. letting us show that. Yeah. You know? It's like, we can be more... Mm-hmm. And you're not letting me be more. It's interesting stuff. It's interesting stuff that's like hard to really like pick a side for mm-hmm. because you can see both, both sides of the argument. Yeah, I always find I'm like they're in hiding, but I don't know how they're in hiding. <laughs> they just don't show that there's superheroes around. No, I know, but like he like smad. I mean that kid, that kid's suspicious. That's a child. No, I know, <laughs> but I'm like there's got to be other people that are like what? And then I mean their I house know. gets blown up at the end. The neighbors have got to be like, okay, well, well that at the I end, know they, they go, can we get out of hiding? And he goes, I don't know what the politicians deal with it. I think at that point, they already know that they're there because yeah. everyone saw them save the world. <laughs> Except that they don't know who they are. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what the second movie's about, isn't it? Don't yeah. they have to go into like a protection program? Yeah. Because, you know? Yeah. And they have to wipe that kid's memory. Yeah. But that's because <laughs> he sees her with her mask off, though. 
okay, well, it's the same thing. It's like they know who she is. Yeah. That he knows that she's a superhero. Yeah. So they have to men in black them. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, wait, <laughs> I had a date on Friday. <laughs> That's the second movie. That's all that happens. Nothing else happens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I mean, like, if you saw somebody smash their car door closed he picks up the car oh yeah he doesn't just smash it he picks it up i feel like you'd be like huh but would you report it to somebody no but i would probably go around to everyone and be like do you know what i saw the other day i saw some guy pick up his car (laughs) maybe no one would believe me but i'd be like it's real well, I don't know. And then I'd probably try to go up to them and be like, so are you a superhero? Because I'd be like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like I'd go back. I'd be like, But, Hello? you know, I think he is bad at hiding it because he yeah. also throws his boss through, like, 80 walls. <laughs> and then the guy, I don't know what his name is, he comes and he's like, I have to keep putting out your fires. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you can't just be normal. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we can't move again. That's what they do. They keep moving. Yeah. Because he keeps messing it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where they were living before this. I don't know what happened. But yeah, I don't know. I want to yeah. see the. They should make a, a short compilation of all of, of him getting every time like Bob fired Carr from a bunch. Of... Like killed somebody. Yep. <laughs> compilation. And they had to move. <laughs> They're like Frank. Yeah, because she's like, we're finally unpacked, and he's like, <laughs> punches <laughs> someone through a building, and she's like, uh, just uh, pack up the bags again. <laughs> <laughs> She also had a baby, and her oldest daughter's, like, 15, and this baby's, like, one. That's a big age difference. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's not unlike, it's he not, was unpo- like, it's not impossible, a- but it's just a bit weird. He's like, I was, I'm was. i about to have my midlife crisis. Let's have a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite lines of this movie. Oh, okay. Um, McKenna, you think it's him, too. Favorite li- I like the part where he's like, I'm not strong enough, and she's like... What, and doing this will make you stronger? And he goes, no, and they argue for a little bit. And then he goes, I can't lose you again. I'm not strong enough. And it's like, this is sweet. And then there's obviously the super suit line. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, I like to reference that. And I'm like, I don't know if people know this from. You guys were both, like, fully (laughs) quoting that entire scene. That's why it's funny. I can also do it. I was just like, this is funny. (laughs) I really like the part where he's running on water and he laughs. That's a good laugh. He's like, <laughs> he's like, ah. put it in right here. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> put it in. Okay. <laughs> wow. So funny. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to talk about for story? I mean, a lot of stuff I think is character, which we'll get to next. Mm-hmm. But I mean, generally, I think it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a real good script. Yeah. So. Should we want to keep it at nines then? Two nines? Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to round th- two. I almost said three. <laughs> <laughs> round two, which is character count scoring based on character development and relationships. I feel like I thoroughly enjoy all the characters, and so I'll go for another nine. Yeah. I'm thinking nine, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll start. I guess we'll start with Bob. Mm-hmm. Makes the most sense. Bob ruining his family's lives yeah. because he can't handle being an insurance yeah <laughs> um well yeah. let's talk about what his power is oh yeah we gotta text talk so he's very strong yep and That's... how does that relate to his inner turmoil he, he feels <laughs> like he's losing his strength he yeah like... he feels like well he feels like he's losing like 
uh, his control, kind of. I mean, he's also kind of like, I don't, I don't know if he doesn't think he can provide for his family because he's like, I want to be a superhero, but also mm-hmm. he's like, I have to work to do that, to be able to provide. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a like both sides, like, you know. It might also be like a masculine thing of like, I am the father. I am the man of the house. I yeah. have to be strong. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he has that line, like I just said, that emotionally he can't handle his family dying, you mm-hmm. know? He's not strong enough, so yeah. perhaps his inner strength is actually not that strong, as mm-hmm. he has to mask it with his physical strength. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting thing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, a, like, a receding hairline. <laughs> Like, it's kind of distracting when you're watching him <laughs> hanging. <laughs> I get it. He's old. <laughs> um, I thought it was things. funny because, like, last night we watched The Incredibles, obviously. And yeah. then you guys put on, like, a scene from The Incredibles too. Yeah. And they, like, this animation style has updated. And yeah. he looks so much more haggard. Like, he has some, like, eye wrinkles. And <laughs> oh, stuff well, that she went specifically to where he's wrecked in that he's movie. He's wrecked he used to babysit. That's another yeah. thing. He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> he's never babysat before. <laughs> that movie's kind of funny. <laughs> no, it is kind of funny to watch them back to back, though. Yeah, because you're like, really oh, different. this. Because you're like, you watch the first one and you're like, this looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's some like some of the animation, like the the hair and like the skin textures and like some of that stuff. You're like, okay, it's not the best, but it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then you watch the second one and you're like, oh, so the other one look not like garbage, but you're like, this is a lot better. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's just better. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. I think also with Bob, it's kind of interesting how they make him like you know the weight gain thing, and he's mm-hmm. kind of pudgy. Yeah. <laughs> And he puts on the suit. He's just like <laughs> pudging around. <laughs> I'm like, this is funny, <laughs> and it's good stuff. It's you know, like I it's feel like realistic. Yeah. Well, for as realistic as a superhero movie could be, yeah. you know. And then he has a whole training montage, which is a great scene. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it, it's again like the whole like they. He, she thinks he's having an affair thing, mm-hmm. but I mean, he does go, and there's some like not suspicious scenes, but he does like have dinner with her. Uh, but I think that's like it's not and, a like, thing where like, people who have affairs they treat their wives a little bit better because they feel guilty. Is that real? That's something I heard in a TV oh, show. Oh, I mean, that well, I mean, sounds psychological. No, I mean, right. I I know she, he like he like buys a bunch of stuff. But and like, like, when he's, he has dinner with her, he thinks he's having dinner with like yeah. who syndrome would be. Yeah, he, he expects he's oh, meeting with his yeah, like because he's so like like flirty. Yeah, he's like low key flirty. With I mean, her, which I, could, I mean, like I know he's not. He probably an he's midlife crisisy. He's probably yeah. doing a little bit of emotional like. Well, we could like, see. Oh, it may, yeah, like the attention like, of a oh, a different woman probably makes yeah. him feel good. Yeah, but I don't think. You know. But I mean, he is like at home though. He is like he's he dressing is better. He's lying to her. Yes, uh, like he's betrayed <laughs> he <is>. her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know she'd be like, um, no. excuse me, I will literally kill you. <laughs> yeah, like you're putting our family in jeopardy so you can go play superhero. Yeah. Do we want to move on to hell? Sure. Okay, her powers. <laughs> She's stretchy. Yeah. She can stretch all the way. Um, moms have got to be flexible. <laughs> I guess so. I think that is kind of like she has to be yeah. flexible around everything, all the garbage he's pulling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she has to take care of her kids. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, she's really just trying to run. She's trying to like let everyone have a normal life because yeah. she's like, okay, we can't be superheroes. Mm-hmm. So let's have a normal life. And he's just kind of there ruining that because he's always like encouraging their powers. Mm-hmm. I guess um. she, she represents the other side of that argument about 
or like what they should do with their kids if they mm-hmm. should let them sort of be themselves or yeah or if she should hold them normal. back because they i mean she really is trying to protect her family she mm-hmm. kind of gets a shitty deal you know yeah. like she's got this absent husband yeah mm-hmm. and she's still like i'm gonna do everything in my power to save him mm-hmm. and like has to hold this family together yeah mm-hmm. I think, like, in the end, obviously, he comes around. But in the beginning of the movie, I feel bad for her the whole time. Like, that scene where he goes to the kitchen to, like, eat his dinner and read the paper while she's trying to discipline the children. And it's like, this guy sucks. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit, you know? And she's, like, trying to tell him what happened at school. And he's just, like, ignoring everything. And then he's like, good job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, it's interesting because she has that whole thing where she's, like, save leaving the saving the world to the men i don't think so and like mm-hmm. she you can tell she's like this strong feminist woman mm-hmm. and then she gets stuck being this like not yeah. stuck being a mom but very mm-hmm. relegated to that being her only like yeah responsibility and role so, yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's kind of interesting yeah, some yeah. character analysis on elastigirl yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the second movie they're like yeah it's her. which we can talk about in uh, societal i think yeah talk for the second movie yeah I mean, and I, I like their energy together. Like, the scenes that they're in together. I feel mm-hmm. like they have, again, like, good moments together. Uh, is that it for her? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was a good analysis. Yeah. That okay. McKenna gave us. <laughs> Thank you, McKenna. So, uh, we'll move on to Violet, maybe? Sure. Sure. She's a bit um, odd, because she has two powers. Yeah. Cause, and I, it's kind of interesting. Force field and invisibility. Well, invisibility is probably that she's... Part of it. <laughs> yeah, but she sort of does hide herself away because probably... She's really shy. Yeah. She doesn't... I think she's probably... I don't know if she's, like, embarrassed that she has powers. Maybe a little bit. She, she probably is like, normal. I'm different. Yeah. yeah. She has this whole thing about how she wants to be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then the force field. Mm-hmm. What are those? Uh, Putting up a shield. Yeah. Not letting people in. Yeah. That's like her hair. Yeah. Her hair is right over her face all the time. So yeah. She don't let people in. And then there's the whole, the whole like, kind of arc of that by the end of it, then she has her hair back. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable with herself. But then what does is. it mean that she can't do them when she's... I think she's... It's probably, like, an insecurity thing. Yeah, it's probably insecurity. It's also probably, like, not not, not believing in herself, but not, like... Like, just not believing that she can actually do it because she, yeah. she's, like, insecure about it. Mm-hmm. It also is probably, you know, you have... <laughs> superheroes or your parents are superheroes it's kind of a lot of pressure yeah even though (laughs) they can't do anything yeah you know because she seems she doesn't really want this she Mm kind of wishes that she didn't have any powers whereas like dash loves it and would love to be a superhero yeah i like the scene where where she he looks at her but she's invisible yeah and then she's like he looked at me (laughs) 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 they looked right through you (laughs) he did not see you (laughs) I mean, she's probably the most on the nose of the powers, almost. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, oh, she's shy. She's invisible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's still interesting. It's mm-hmm. still good. And then Dash. Mm-hmm. I found this funny. This is just a fun fact. Apparently, Brad Bird wanted to give him a realistic out-of-breath voice in certain scenes when he's running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to do that... Um, he made him run four laps around the Pixar studio until he got tired and then do his lines. <laughs> so he literally was like, okay, you're running in this scene, go run. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. he's like, hello. <laughs> so I thought was funny. I just imagine they're like, fi- they're like recording and then you just see this kid running around Pixar studios. <laughs> they're, they're like, like yeah, they're filming Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. 
Was he voiced by a child? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, because Violet isn't. Well, because, like, Fox. when we get to Incredibles 2, they had to replace him because he wasn't a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he sounds different. Everyone else is the same voice actor, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but his powers, he's fast. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a good power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because what does that mean? Did he's just an energetic kid? Is it like ADHD? Is that a real thing? Or is that something I made up? I feel like I remember. <laughs> e- yeah, like maybe. Hyper. I mean, that sounds like it could be that. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I feel like his is the most random. Not random. Because I think, yeah, he is just an energetic, like, Everyone kid. else seems to probably be related to some sort of, like, mental, either, like, insecurity mm-hmm. or i don't know i just feel like his is just more so like he's fast he's fast he's energetic he's definitely the most he's like not as deep as the rest of the characters i think if you go by like a tier list of most deep family members <laughs> yeah. i mean other than jack jack we'll ignore oh, <laughs> but yeah. like but like out of them he's definitely probably at the bottom for like like least interesting I mean, yeah. he's also the youngest yeah he doesn't really under- understand as much I mean, Violet's there to kind of handhold him to be like, this is actually serious. Yeah. And he's just like, this is fun. I finally get to use my powers. He <laughs> runs, though. He runs really he fast. fast. <laughs> he zoom. Uh, but that's really it. I don't, th- I don't think he's that deep. He's not as deep compared to everyone else. He's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And then I guess probably Syndrome's probably like the last like bigger one to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think it's also, you know, what we're talking about how all these people are connected to their their powers for their mental things. Yep. Is Frozone like that? Or is he just an ice person? Um, <laughs> Or is he just icy? I don't know. I, I saw something about uh, that they wanted to cast Samuel L. Jackson because they wanted the character to have the coolest voice. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Oh. Uh, oh, so... <laughs> is that what they had? I don't know. But it's a, they said he wanted him to have the coolest voice and I was like, the coolest voice? That's funny. Is that what it's supposed to be? Like, he's cool? I think so. Maybe. That, I don't know. That's I feel funny. like every time he comes into the... Like, when he comes uh, into their home... Yeah. He's like, they're all they're all like, oh, he's cool. You know? He's like, throw, they yeah, like throw the water. He's their family friend. Yeah, but I feel like he's like the cool family friend. <laughs> you know? He's that cool uncle. You're like, yeah. dad's friend that's really, like, kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I don't know if that's actually what the connection is, but it might be. Mm-hmm. He's just okay. the cool friend. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that probably is it. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, it's a good pun that someone's cool. Um, <laughs> but Syndrome. Syndrome. He's like the Iron Man of this movie. Yeah. And it's all because Bob was like, no. <laughs> I mean, which is fair because he is a child. But he yeah. did dismiss him kind of rudely. Yeah, he could have just been a bit nicer. Go home, buddy. I work alone. Do you yeah. have the trivia that he was modeled after Brad Bird? No, <laughs> yeah. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, that's who it. the animators were like. That's fun. As like a joke, they were like, we're making the villain Brad. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, he's just really out to get revenge. Yeah. Because he's like. What idol- a grudge. Well, he he's idolized like, his superheroes. Yeah. And then they said, you can't be a superhero because you don't have powers. And he goes, fine, I'll make powers hours yeah and he's like you guys all suck so mm-hmm. now i'm going to make myself the most super superhero i'm gonna sell all my things so that other people can also be superheroes and then no one can be a superhero because we'll all have the same powers technically mm-hmm. he's like i'm getting rid of superheroes by making everybody superhero yeah he's like i'll kill a select number of you so that we can then just be the same which is a wild <clears throat> plan yeah <laughs> Instead of being like, why don't I just kill Mr. Incredible? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's like, like, why don't I kill 
a bunch of other superheroes get their get like how to kill how to be them mm-hmm. and then become one because <laughs> his plan is basically to put superheroes out of business because yeah. they won't need like they're not special anymore because yeah. everybody else can also be special mm-hmm. it's a lot of steps yeah it's, it's also a assuming plan. everyone can buy your things yeah i don't know they're probably expensive yeah <clears throat> then it just makes the rich people every, everyone who's rich is then a superhero yeah which is then also not fair mm-hmm. so it's kind of how real life is <laughs> it's true Capitalism. It's always capitalism. <laughs> That's another theme at that earlier. Uh, <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, weird plan, but, you know, I think it makes sense. All of his motivations make sense. Yeah. We should talk about Mirage. Yeah. What's her deal? I don't really know. She's I mean... Girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. It's like, it's like, yeah, where does she come from? What does she want does out of this? she have powers? No, her name no. sounds like she should have powers. It does no. sound like she should be able to. <laughs> she doesn't have powers. No, but she doesn't. But, like, yeah, she's just kind of... She also disappears. After yeah. he, after they go, how do we get the password? And she goes, say please. I don't think she ever comes back. No. I think that's her last little bit of life. Yeah, but she's just kind of there. And then, I mean, Edna Mode. That's oh, another yeah, classic about her. character. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by Brad Bird, which yep. McKenna did not know. <laughs> um, they... they they literally tried to cast someone and then he went what if i did it (laughs) it they were like it was lily tomlin and he approached her for the role Mm -hmm. and then like did it for her and she's like why do you need me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah she just talked herself out of a job yeah it's true she didn't need it she's (laughs) lily tomlin (laughs) i mean she's just kind of they need that because they need suits yeah there's got there's always got to be someone who's making the suits yeah, well, she's like a, those fashion designers of the time, right? Isn't mm. she supposed to be like she's Andy based? <laughs> no, she's no. based off of. I was doing trivia for my bonus best. She's mm. based off of a costume designer of Hollywood and then a wardrobe mistress, like two people mm-hmm. that were like big in Hollywood. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, for costuming. Yeah. And she designed superhero suits, but then also went to do like just regular fashion. I was mm-hmm. like, when the yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she's designing those things. I don't know. This one can disappear with her. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, the the mannequin also disappears. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, how is that technology working, too? That's, like, metal. I don't know. Also, uh, her mask disappears. Oh, I'm assuming it's the same fabric. No, I know, but they she just, like, hands them out to to her kids. And I'm like, that'd be funny if she gave them the wrong ones. Her just mask. I will Has just a little assume tag. they're fitted. Yeah, they, she sold the kids' names, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we have a question now? Yeah. Is it, what's the best superhero power? Which one of these would you want? I think these. Are we just going just the family? Or, like... I don't know. Frozen I mean, could be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Elastigirl, I feel like, could be interesting. Because you could, like, just fly around if doing, like... I don't know. I feel like you could you really... jump off a cliff and just be a parachute. Yeah. You can really morph your body into really anything. I don't know how how useful that would be. Yeah. Because, like, Dash, I guess, would be fine. It takes energy, though. See, well, I was thinking about that. I was like, I like the idea of being invisible, but I think it's going to be the running. First of all, you're never stuck in traffic. You're just boogie. <laughs> how fast can he go? He just run. Well, he still drives he can, in cars. No, he but He can I'm, run fast I'm enough saying... that he's not seen on a camera. Yeah. Which is very fast. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, you wouldn't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. I would be the ultimate commuter. <laughs> boom, boom. No traffic. You wake up and you're just in school. Yeah. 
I guess so. He can't do that, though, because he's in hiding. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you ran fast enough, the camera couldn't get you. I feel like you just... Then you just appear. It'd be like in Harry Potter when she has a time turner, and then they're like, where'd you come from? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'd probably say Violet's powers. What would you... People are like, I'll be invisible. What are you going to do if you're invisible? No, but I feel like the force field thing's kind of cool, And what too. are you going to do I'm that? so nosy. <laughs> How I was McKenna just I'd be like so Snoopy. <laughs> I just feel like it's not that useful. Like, what would you do with a force field? I don't know. I just um, feel like it's kind of cool. I throw. Well, I mean, the force field. I don't know. It's cool. It's yeah, not useful in my life. No. But if I was invisible, or if I could be invisible, I'd probably steal things a lot. You know, we have great heist, diamond heist, bank robbery, things like that. <laughs> but that's why I'm saying like the McKenna running. McKenna becomes Violet. She becomes a criminal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm saying that's why like running, like the fat, the speed. Super yeah. speed is like the most useful thing. I feel like for if me you're going, personally, I feel like because if if I'm going for powers, which power to choose in this, I'm gonna also assume that other superheroes are a thing. Sure. Which means that if you were to be a superhero, I feel like the invisibility and and force field would be pretty useful. Mm-hmm. You know, then it is quite useful for normal life. Yeah, it's not really unless you want to be McKenna and steal things, <laughs> but. For, like, if you're in a universe where you are uh, fighting supervillains, I feel like that is quite useful. Yeah. What about what about Frozone? No uh, argument for that power. It's basically what also... What would you do with it? Uh, I would go surfing <laughs> on some ice. It, it really prank. feels like a party trick kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like it's more like, <laughs> oh, my Diet Coke's warm, and then you're like, here you go. That's true. You'd <laughs> never have a warm drink. That's nice. <laughs> you're like, maybe I'll change my answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as like useful though. Oh, okay, what about super strength? I mean, you could pick up a lady's car who parks garbagely and actually put oh, it in the right spot. That would be such a good move. <laughs> yes. Imagine super strength is like the other like you could functional put, one. Yeah, you could put her car like in a tree. Just that, that is true. That would be so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the I ultimate mean, petty move. <laughs> I suppose you could put other superheroes in this universe. I don't really know what they are. There's Gazer Beam, who I'm guessing has laser eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's like Superman, but <laughs> just with laser eyes. I think he could fly. Okay, he's actually just Superman. <laughs> Dying a guy. I don't know I what feel like laser does. eyes, I would be scared. Jack because... Jack has laser eyes. What Jack Jack? Jack Jack just shakes Oh, us. I would prefer to have Jack Jack's powers, actually. Yeah, he okay. can do literally anything. That's the thing. He has all the powers. <laughs> he can do anything. He can do most things. What can he do? He can do laser eyes. He can freaking move into different dimensions and like f- like well, disappear and then appear. Our, we, there's only one right answer to what superpower he you would have. He can multiply. And yeah, he can multiply. He can become a fire gremlin he's monster. Super thing. Like he has like literally everything. He's yeah. The kid from that other movie. I guess he has seventeen yeah. powers that are like. Um. Yeah. Listed. But there's only one correct answer to what superpower would you have, and that's teleportation. teleportation. Yeah. Because. Then you don't have to, you can, you would save so much money. Yeah. Do any commute. Yeah. That's what I'm saying You would the you running. Would, <laughs> no, but you could, you can't run to, like, France. Yeah, you could just, <laughs> but you could teleport. He runs on water. That, that's Yeah, exhausting. but that's so far. He still gets tired. He gets tired when he's running but, in the water to the island. Yeah. And so, like, teleportation, you can go anywhere. Anytime. Yeah. No, for sure. If teleportation <laughs> was an option. Teleportation. But... but in this, if we're counting Jack-Jack, Jack-Jack. If we're not counting Jack-Jack, perhaps maybe Violet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, we're, if we're including Jack-Jack, I think it has to be Jack-Jack. Sure. Feels if like not. that's a cop-out then. Yeah. We're all going to choose Jack-Jack. Right? Yeah. 
Okay, fine. We're not including Jack Jack. I don't know. I think right. I'd go with Elastigirl. girl. I think I'd go with Violet. I want Dash's powers. I want to. I want to see. Okay, speed. great. Well, well, together we are yeah, almost now, the whole family. Now we're gonna have a crime fighting team. <laughs> now we're ready to fight. See the three of us together, unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about for character? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. You want to keep it at two nines then? Yeah. Okay. Two nines. Okay, move on to round three now. Actually, round three this time, <laughs> which is visual volume scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. Ooh, I feel like the vibes are real great in this movie, and I think that it looks really cool, and mm-hmm. I think that all the technology is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a solid nine movie. Let's go for another one of those. I was also thinking nine. It's getting high marks, but I mean, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, the main thing I had in this is that they did have to create uh, new technology for this movie, for the animation. It's another one of those movies where they... Because before this, all the Pixar movies are, like, either monsters or animals. Mm. Or if there's a person, they're, like, not seen that much. Yeah. So, like, this is the first all-human Pixar movie. All-human cast Pixar movie. So, because of that, they were like, oh, we need to create, like, human skin texture and hair and, like, movement yeah so they had to like create a completely new technology for that Ooh, um i mean it's also like uncanny valley and this type of animation is pretty common yeah. like toy story they're scary mm-hmm. and um we talk about it a little bit in toy story it's like human beings you see every day so when you see one animated you're like you can tell that this looks different yeah whereas things that are made up or even like animals to a certain extent you're like well i'm not as familiar mm-hmm. with that yeah so, if something looks strange on like i don't know an animal you're like it's just a stylized animal yeah <laughs> but even with this didn't they have to like their bodies are kind of weirdly shaped like yeah. they don't look extremely realistic no they ha- i mean they had the the animators like record themselves walking and running to mm-hmm. try to get like the movements and then this this movie was really difficult for i mean for many reasons for the first thing they he got hot like bradward got hired and then they were like you need to bring on your own team for production i don't mm. know why i guess they were like we have our pixar people you better get your own people mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have any of ours so he brought people back from the iron giant which was 2d but that means all of his team had to learn how to do 3d animation yeah. including him because he also didn't know how to do it so anything he like had in the script mm-hmm. and for his plans he was like I don't know actually how to do this in 3D. <laughs> so they all had to learn that. So that was hard for one. And because he had, he he wrote it not knowing any limitations for 3D animation. He just was like, we'll do it. Because <laughs> he wrote it with that like mindset. It ended up being the most complex Pixar film yet. And like just like logistically, it was like the most difficult they would have to pull off. Because mm-hmm. there was just so much stuff in it. Yeah. And although they already had like hair and cloth texture that they had made for like um technology for it for monsters inc they Mm -hmm. were like it needs to be even more because the amount of hair in this for like a human head like hair was like a lot more Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and also violet's hair had to be like down and straight which was also really hard and also there's wet hair in this movie and also like blowing hair it's always hair so they were like frick like (laughs) hair is the biggest problem we ever had to deal with yeah 
Did you say they had to develop something for the humans walking? I don't know. It wasn't specifically for the humans walking. I think it but was it like... Was just tricky for I them? Think, I think it was tricky. I mean, I think they had to make like a frame. I think they had to make a separate program to help like the figure kind mm. of thing. And then I think it was different like mapping that they had to get the skin texture and stuff. I just, I had another fun piece of trivia about Syndrome. Um, <laughs> they were really just like, let's bully everyone in this office. Nice. Because apparently there was like a worker in the Pixar's office that had a weird walk. And they pointed it out to this person. And then the person tried to correct their walk. And that's what they basically syndromes walk on. Oh. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> like the corrected like the they kind did of like, forced walk. Yeah. They did yeah. like they did like record people for walking yeah. to use that as like just references and stuff like that. But, but they're like, all right, we're bullying the director. <laughs> uh, we're bullying we're also this random. bullying some random staffer because he walks funny. And they're I'm like, like it's so mean. Yeah, it's really mean. <laughs> Yeah, so they they made a new technology for that stuff kind of specifically. And then, yeah, the hair was really difficult because she was like... They, he, I think for Monsters, Inc., they persuaded Pete Doctor to be like, can you give pigtails to Boo because we don't want to have to deal with flowing hair. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. But, uh, but he was like, no, she has to have long hair in yeah. front of her face, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they were like, fine, we have to make a new program. <laughs> yeah. So they did that. Apparently, Disney initially was like, can you make this live action? Because this is way too difficult. And he was like, no. <laughs> um, and just logistically, like, locations-wise, also in this movie, this film apparently had, it had a longer running time than other Pixar movies. Before this, I think they're like an hour and a half, hour 40. This one's like two. So it's longer in time-wise, but then also apparently it has like four times the number of locations compared to other Pixar films. Mm-hmm. And then... Also, there was a lot of technical challenges because they had, like, smoke, like, fire, explosions, water, uh, like, and then also the humans and adding everything together. They were like, what the frick are we doing? It's really interesting because they're like, oh, this is really hard to do, but they ended up figuring out how to do it, which is yeah. like, so all these things are possible. Yeah. <laughs> they're just a little bit lazy I mean, first. definitely. I think it's just that, like, it was so many things at once. Yeah. It was like, oh, we need to make this movie, but that means we need to create an entire new software to do the human animation and have the textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we also need to figure out how to do all the environments because there's a lot of different environments in this movie. There's, like, the jungle. There's the, like, lab area in the jungle. There's, like, the ship. There's the house. There's his workplace. Like, there's so many different places Mm -hmm. that, like, they're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff to make. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, technical. Like, like smoke and stuff is difficult because it's, like, layers. Like, like it's not just, like, you can draw, like, like, I don't know. It's, like, stuff that you have to put in and that you have to, like, program it to, like, be transparent and stuff like that. Like, it's more difficult. So they were like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> but they figured it out. And, I mean, it does look good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you compare it to the second one and you're like, oh, the second one looks a lot better. But also, for the time, this was pretty, like wild i mean that's you know that's how it happens toy story <laughs> compared to toy story 3 makes oh yeah no sense but yeah you know yeah but i mean it, it still looks pretty good like you watch it and it may be for like the first two minutes you're like this is old animation mm-hmm. but then you forget about it and then i feel like the rest of it you're like yeah that's pretty good yeah i don't know i feel like i watch it and i'm like a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really don't think about it that i mean much. really only if you're looking at it specifically looking for the animation then you might be like uh, it's a little old and then you're like but it's fine <laughs> yeah so it's really just the hair and the skin sometimes it looks a little like plasticky violet's hair is also because her hair is dark so there's a lot of reflections 
So, but like other than that, it looks pretty good. When it was wet, that like that yeah. that scene, I was like, yeah, the hair is like it's not great. No. Like they tried, but yeah. it you it definitely looked a little. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like just here's a plastic sheet <laughs> for the hair. Yeah, but I mean it's fine. And I mean their costume. What do you think about their their superhero costumes? I like it. I feel like I almost like the blue ones a little bit better. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like the red one. I think that they're cool. Yeah. I think in the next one, doesn't she have, like, a black one? I don't know. I think it's, like, kind I, of black. I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty classic. I'm a big fan of, like, thigh-high boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. Do you have any visuals that stick out? I mean, I do like the chase, like, the whole sequence in the jungle. Yeah. Like, I don't know the if that's ch- more of an editing thing. But, like, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, like, those I mean, scenes are really good. Like, the montage scene and also... Yeah. Like, when they are in the jungle, Their he's first, running like, across scene. water. Yeah. That scene actually has some interesting, like, I mean, camera movements, because it's, like, swooping around the, like, rocks in the water. It reminds me of Test Flight <laughs> a little bit. Test Drive? You Test Drive. <laughs> I said it wrong. Don't even know your favorite song. I don't even song. know. <laughs> I was thinking of Romantic Flight and Test and them together. Mm-hmm. I said it wrong. It's fine. Anyways, you know what I mean? That reminds you of Test Drive? Just the, just the, like, because there's rocks, oh. and then it's, like, it, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just that part. Just that little part there. I'm, like, ah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I feel like th- that entire sequence is pretty good. Oh, that's also kind of interesting, because that's, like, the first time that they can really use their powers in this kind of setting. Yeah. So they're just kind of figuring it out, and they're so excited. Mm-hmm. He's so excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> so he is really, like, a little kid running around. Yeah. Even, like, the scene in the in the sky with, like, uh, the plane and it's almost Ooh, getting, like, that's... That's a good sequence, too. Yeah. yeah. Because it's also really tense. hmm And she's, like, freaking out. Yeah, well... <laughs> because, you know... Valid. <laughs> yeah. That's a good sequence, yeah. hmm Visually pretty good. hmm Do we want to end it there, then? Sure. Okay. What are we thinking? Stick with nines? Yeah. I think it looks real good. I think we'll stick with nines. You gotta give it some points for the fact that they had to make a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So we'll move on to round four, which is editing and numeration, which is scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Oh, man. <laughs> this is where we bring in Michael Giacchino, yeah. who I love. He's my favorite. one of, And for that alone... Uh, let's go for a 9.5. Okay. <laughs> I gave it a 9 to start off, but I was like, I could probably be swayed up. I do enjoy the score. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, um, we can talk about editing first. Yeah. The editing is, I mean, it, we always say this, it's kind of hard to talk about, but I mean, it is, I feel like it, this movie flows pretty nicely. And yeah. I feel like the action sequences look pretty good. This movie has a lot of really good sequences that are yeah. just really interesting. And it's also like, I swear I remember hearing in a different podcast, I don't, I haven't listened to it in a while, um, about like Brad Bird talking about um, using action to develop character. Mm. I just think there's something about that and how he was like, he thought it was really important to do that. Partly so it doesn't get boring. Mm-hmm. And then partly just so that it's another thing that can help you to develop your characters. Because yeah. You know, if you do take a lot of time to do your action and you don't have a lot of character development, that's like Return of the Jedi was like that. And we talk about in that one about where, like, there's so much random stuff happening that nothing really matters. Yeah. And it's so long and nothing really interesting is happening because they're all just kind of fighting, but for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I think this movie does a good job of, like, when they do fight, it's for a specific reason, and mm-hmm. it's really kind of interesting to their character. Yeah, and I think, like, editing-wise, like, what we were just talking about, the plane sequence, mm-hmm. I feel like that's cut pretty well. Like, it, yeah. it, it, like, has good tension of him, like, freaking out yeah. and saying, like, telling them to stop the plane, and then she's freaking out on the plane. Yeah. Like, that has some, like, good tension there. And it goes into, like, there. those close-ups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I'm trying to think of other... I mean, the first kind of, yeah, in the jungle scene, again, the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also, that cuts between them outside and then uh, Bob and Helen inside, leaving, I think. Yeah, a little Cause bit. Because she, she finds him right before that, and then that sequence yeah. starts, I think. Um, so all that's good. I feel like this movie's kind of interesting with sound design, too. Yeah, the sound's actually interesting. The sound was nominated for the Oscars for both sound uh sound like um sound mixing and sound editing mm-hmm. and it won for editing yeah because there's a lot of sound effects yeah and there's a lot of like, yeah. like stuff going around all those things yeah so i mean the sound clearly is good yeah <laughs> um uh so yeah that's kind of interesting i didn't really i didn't find anything specific of like there was these specific sound effects that they made using this i don't mm-hmm. know but i mean it does it does sound pretty good yeah and i mean i think that's important when you have a superhero movie and you have like action stuff like that it mm-hmm. doesn't really sell it and then unless you have good like sound stuff mm-hmm. so um do we want to move on to the music though i don't know if there's yeah. anything else <laughs> is this like when michael Giacchino started doing pixar yeah this is his first pixar film because, yeah, because then he kind of became, yeah. like, a staple of Pixar. Like, he was one of the main guys. Yeah. He did this one. He did uh, Ratatouille Up. Up. Coco? He's done a lot of also just random, like, Pixar short, um, like, compilation stuff. I don't know. I was looking at his IMDb. Yeah, there was a lot of some, just random Pixar just stuff. some live action stuff. Yeah. I always love a good Michael Cicchino story. He just writes stuff that I find is really memorable. Yeah. To get a more 60s feel to the recordings, they recorded the score on analog tapes. Wow. Which is interesting. And they said that the brass instruments that are obviously, like, one of the main, like, the main use kind of interest um, instrument for the score mm-hmm. um, sounded better on analog rather than digital. And they were like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dan Whalen, the the recording engineer, um, he was he he was like, I came from an era in which music was recording accord was recorded according to Giacchino the right way, <laughs> um, which means that everyone is like playing the song in the same room and playing against each other and like playing off each other, um, and apparently that I don't know why, but I, I guess some critics are like divided on if that's good because sometimes it doesn't feel natural, but I feel like it feel more natural. So apparently that's like a debate of like should people record. Together. Oh, so like he has the whole band, he has the whole orchestra, orchestra together, rather than being like, "Hey, we're gonna record the strings and yeah. put it together." Yeah, I can't see it feeling less natural. Yeah, I found that kind of weird. It because it was saying like critics are divided on like then it feels really mixed and like like mm. weird, and I was like, I feel like I wouldn't see how that's possible. But but apparently he like for most of Michael Cicchino's stuff, he's like, I'm recording it all at once in like a room so that everyone can play it, off each other. It like. It would be obviously the closest to going to a live orchestra. Yeah. So it might just be like, like I was talking about this in a, in our staff meeting meeting that like, we were talking about the shoes and they're like, well, would they be wearing shoes inside the house at Mm -hmm. dinner? 
And we're like, no, but you expect that out of a movie. So yeah. when you watch a movie, maybe you're expecting that audio that isn't recorded like that. So that's why it feels off. That's true. Yeah. Because, mm. like, normally, if people are wearing socks at a dinner table, you'd be like, that makes sense. They're eating in their home. But if you hear But if no you sound. see socks in a movie, you're like, that feels all weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, like, they're in bed or something. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Unless it's, like, they're lounging. But usually if someone's walking around a house in a movie, they're wearing shoes. Yeah, I don't know. If, don't also Americans wear their shoes in the house? Isn't that real? Yeah, it's <laughs> parts of America for sure. It's usually yeah. like where they don't get winter as badly. I don't know why yeah. you would want to do that. No, it's gross. No. It's disgusting. No. <laughs> but yeah, I just found that interesting. He's like, this is the right way to record stuff. You should be recording with everyone yeah. in the room. Which honestly, I feel like I agree with that. That sounds like it would be better. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see both sides. You, you, yeah. You'd probably get a clear recording if you do them separately and then put them together. But, I mean, I can understand the playing off of each other thing. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite song? Um, <laughs> do you know the, the name? <laughs> no, I don't. No. I don't listen to the score a lot. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know what's a good part of the movie? What? With, is the, the password scene. It's kind of become a meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that one's really kind of suspenseful. That's a good song. <laughs> you can kind of hear that it's really like together. It's also like so, of like it's it feels so right, <laughs> like for the movie. Yeah, like it's a really good score. Yeah, I think he won for that, didn't he? Yes. Or yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, he won for Up. I think that was his first Oscar. No, it wasn't nominated at all. That's crazy. He was the the the. Oscar stuff for this, it w- it won for Best Animated and Best Sound Editing, and it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay and Sound Mixing. Mm. But it wasn't nominated for score. That is weird. Because I feel like it's, a, like it's a really good score for... I mean, I think it's a good score anyways, but I think mm-hmm. it's, like, so, like, tonally great. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just feels right. Yeah, I mean, he was like, I want this to feel like... I mean, he was inspired by, like, kind of 60s, like... The, mm-hmm. just the feel of 60s like i guess superhero yeah yeah so it's yeah it's very brassy but it, it just feels and I, th- I think probably that they recorded an analog i think that probably did help i think it just feels more like i don't know yeah because that seems really good um what's another one Can i like I life's incredible again that one's fun that one's like the montage song That montage song, is one but... of the montages that Jake and I was like, would this work with Mr. Blue Sky? <laughs> Didn't he put it in? I think I remember seeing that. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was okay. It wasn't as good as this. But yeah. It just feels right. I love Michael Giacchino. Maybe the reason he didn't get nominated was because he, I don't know how famous he was at the time. Yeah. What did he do before <laughs> this? But this seemed, this is his first Pixar movie and he got nominated for Ratatouille but didn't win and then won for Up. He was nominated for a Grammy for this score. That's hmm. crazy, but no Oscar. Well, th- I'm looking at his IMDb, yeah. 
And before this, he'd really only done video games. There's a ton of video games. Mm-hmm. And then there's some, like, I mean, like, some that are kind of somewhat, like, big. He did, like, a Call of Duty. He did... He did a lot of TV. Yeah. And then he did some TV. And then his first, like, movie, though. Like, like big movie is The Incredibles, though. Maybe he so was, he's like, probably kind not... of new to the Academy then. And they yeah. were like, I don't know who you are. Because <laughs> it's, it's, like, a bunch of video games and a couple of TV movies and then Incredibles. And then it's, like, Star Trek. And then this being an <laughs> and animated then, like, movie. a bunch of other stuff. I don't know how much they would care about an animated movie. I mean, enough they cared about it enough to nominate it for screenplay. Which yeah. seldom happens, but sometimes yeah. does. Usually mostly only for Pixar movies, I think. Mm-hmm. I think but this gives... is kind of his first bigger uh, score, like like movie score. This is like yeah. his first one, pretty much, kind of. Mm-hmm. So He's an interesting figure. Because he's yeah. like famous. I guess he's famous. I mean, I don't really hear people talking about him a lot, but I'm always like, I love yeah, yeah. Michael Giacchino. He did the Batman score. Yeah. The new one? Yeah. yeah. That's so we'll, exciting. So we'll You're like, never mind, week. we will watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he also did the, the Spider-Man ones. The yeah. No Way Home. Doctor Strange. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's like now Disney. Marvel's, well, he's a Marvel's guy, but he's doing quite a few for them. Mm-hmm. And so I love him. Yeah. He's up there for me. <laughs> he is, a, I, I he do enjoy. Cars too? Yeah, well. Well, that's at the bottom <laughs> of his his. I'm stuff. sure the score is fine. That's probably the best part of that movie. <laughs> It's really interesting because Pixar has also some really cool scores that are like world building scores. Like I'll we talk like about Finding, Finding Nemo, Nemo yeah. and how like that one's oceany, and it's yeah. one of the most oceany scores I've ever heard. It's and I don't true. know if there's any other ones that it's are like so it. It's so fast. Like you just listen to it, and you're it like sounds, I'm in the ocean. It, it sounds nominated. like yeah. Anyways, solid. I think the editing's pretty good. I think the music's great. I feel like this is and a better score than good. Up. I feel like yeah. people love Up, they love Married Life, but there's not a whole lot of The rest than... of Up. I mean, it's it's kind of like the whole movie. The beginning of Up is pretty good. Yeah. The beginning sequence is good. Like, I know that it's over, people overhype it. It is good, though. And the song is good. But the rest of it, I forget what happens in the rest of that movie frequently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like I could not, I'm get, I like, I know that the score comes back. Yeah. But, like, the rest of it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, so, I think that Michael Giacchino is really good at being, um versatile yeah because he can make like he did you know ratatouille's very french mm-hmm. this is very 60s action hero and then up is like kind of i guess normal piano type stuff yeah and coco is like 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 a, a very spanish you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and i feel like someone like john williams who's really good score he does mostly all the same kind yeah, of yeah you listen to john williams and you're like that's john you're like williams. that's john williams and i mean i feel like Michael Giacchino, you also kind of hear that. Like, you can you know probably, what? you can maybe guess, but also, like, they're so different that, like, it's just a feeling. I feel like, <laughs> like more so with Michael Giacchino, I'll be like, wow, this is a great score. Who did it? And it'll be like, Michael Giacchino. I'll be like, that makes sense. You're like, ah, <laughs> like, <okay."> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like, so I feel like, like, John Williams, you could say, is like a better score just because he has really more good versatile. melodies, but like, yeah. Like, Michael Giacchino is really good at making a move, like, a score for yeah. a world. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a good time. I might bump it up to nine and a half. All right. We can go for 9.5. Yeah. I would not object. Sure. Two nine point fives. Okay. Which leads us to round five, which is societal sums. So, scoring based on the impact the film had on society and the industry. I don't know. It's just an interesting one because <laughs> it's, like, it was really big for us as children. Mm-hmm. And then... 
I suppose they had to make new software. I don't know. Yeah. If it brought Michael Giacchino into Pixar, yeah. that's important. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have gotten great scores like the Ratatouille score if that wasn't happening, maybe. Um, and then people were really rallying for a sequel. Yeah. Probably more so than anything else. Like, uh, I don't know how many people asked for a Monsters, Inc. prequel. I don't know no. how many people asked for Finding Dory. I think a lot of people did ask for Finding Dory, but I feel like there was more support for Incredibles, Incredibles 2 too. than Finding Dory. Yeah. I think. Because people thought that it was supposed to be, they saw like, oh, this thing is set up for a sequel. Where's our sequel? And then I think they were like, we didn't mean for this They're to like, happen. They're uh, like, I guess we can make a sequel. <laughs> and then, you know what they had to do then is they had to make it completely right directly after because yeah. of that scene. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. Can't do. They're like, well, we have. If they did a time jump, people would be mad. People would be like, why did you set it up like this? Yeah. So I don't know. It's like I don't know how extremely influential it is, but maybe I'll start with an eight point five. I was also thinking that. I never know what this because I think it is influential, but like, it's not a ten. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if not nine might be fine, but I don't know. It had a budget of, it said 92 to 145 million. I don't know why there's a range. Sometimes there's just a range. But anyway, somewhere in there, it earned 633 million worldwide, nice. which made it the fourth highest grossing film of 2004. Oh. I don't know what was above <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, and it's been called by some the greatest superhero film of all time. Hmm. Some people really like it and they're like, this is the best superhero film. It, I already said it won two Oscars for Best Animated Feature and also Best Sound Editing. And it also uh, was the first entirely animated film to win the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. Mm. Um, and it also won the Annie Award for Best Animated Feature. So it did win a good amount. It has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a high score. With like a good, I think it's like three, it's like a, a good amount of reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it has Roger Ebert give it a three and a half out of four. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, it alternates breakneck action with satire of suburban sitcom life. And it is another example of Pixar's mastery of popular animation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a bunch of stuff was made after this movie. They made, like, a short series of comics based on the film. They made action figures. You can still buy incredible snacks. Oh, (laughs) You can buy... They made cereal. They made a a video... At least one video game. They might have made a couple. I feel like I had, like, a Um, McDonald's toy for this. Yeah. I think I I was reading they also had, like, some uh, restaurants had, like, toys for it. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, And then, obviously, there was a sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it made a new technology, which obviously got used later. Pixar just reuses all their stuff, which is fair, because they're like, we spent a lot of time on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they can sell it to other people to also use. <laughs> they're not dumb. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's important. I think it did pretty kind of put Michael G. Kinney on the map, because it's his first movie. Well, yeah, it's also so, just like, his... And Pixar. Be, like, yeah, his entrance into Pixar. Yeah. Which is, like, a big thing that he does in yeah. Pixar movies. And I think, like, generally his him getting into Pixar is then what got him into other avenues also. Yeah. So, like, more, I mean, mostly just still Disney. Disney and companies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's important for that stuff. And, I mean, we can talk about the sequel. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the sequel? I mean, I like it. It's kind of, it's funny. Incredibles 2 is the first movie McKenna and I saw together. That's cute. Yeah, that's <laughs> cute. That is cute. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Um, <laughs> that's the first movie that I uh, that I saw in the 
dates, I think. Because I saw it beforehand. I don't know why I really thought of this. But I saw it beforehand and then I went to Seattle with my friend after high school. And then uh, they went to a show and we couldn't go. So we were like, what can we do for a night? And we were like, we can go to the theater. And this was playing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, sure. I was like, I'll see it again. Whatever. And and I was like, this is wild. Had you seen it before? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I think Chelsea had already seen it. But I was like, I've never seen it. I'd like to go. Yeah. And Chelsea's like, I'll watch it again. I was like, this is like an experience. Yeah, I was like, this is an experience because I was like, how big truly are the movie theater popcorn and like drinks in the US? Mm. The answer is giant. <laughs> I think I got a medium drink and we split a medium popcorn and I think the the medium drink was equivalent to like an ex like an extra large drink here, mm-hmm. at least a large here, which are pretty big, and that was the medium. And then the popcorn was like a medium, and it looked like an extra large. It looked like one of the giant popcorns, and I was like, "This is a deal." <laughs> we did not finish it. There was too much, wow. but I was like, "Wow, this is wild." <laughs> I remember I went to go see Incredibles two with Amy, and um. <laughs> We were like, I remember we went and we were like, this is our movie. That's what everybody said. They're like, all the children who think they're going to come to this movie and be allowed, you better get out. This wasn't meant for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is meant for us. Yeah. We're all old now, but this is meant for us. Yeah. I feel like Monsters University was the same way. Was yeah. that before or after? That was after? before, I think. Because I remember people were being like remember. obnoxious about <laughs> Monsters University. <laughs> and I was like... It's still for kids. It's for yeah. because I definitely did not see it here. And I would have been here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, wasn't this the one that had Bao? Yeah, and I remember being mm. annoyed because there were teenage boys in the theater being like, this is so weird about Bao. And I was like, it's not for you. They're like, <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> for me. Specifically for me. <laughs> I remember that Amy, she would like gasp so loud when the, didn't, didn't the dumpling eat? She eats the dumpling. Yeah, she yeah. was like, Ugh. yeah. I was like, no. The Yeah. I mean, it's good. Though. It's funny. I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's funny. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's not as good. No, which is to be expected. It's definitely not as good. It's still a, f- a good movie. Though. I almost feel like there's it's too many funny. characters. There is a lot of characters. There's a bunch of random superheroes, which I don't think I really like them all that much. That's true. The other ones. I also get thrown every time I watch it, and (laughs) you do too. The freaking, the villain, the girl, who is a twist, spoilers, um, (laughs) she looks exactly like the girl from Megamind. Yeah. Like, exactly like like her. Like, if you put the two characters side by side, you'd obviously know which one it is because one of them looks wildly better for the animation, (laughs) but, like, they look the same. It yeah. literally looks like if you took the Megamind character, improved the animation, that's that character. Yeah. Um, and I was thrown. <laughs> I, I typed in Megamind, and then I started typing Incredibles, and it said, <laughs> Megamind Incredibles 2 crossover was the suggestion. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything from they this look is, the like, same. I've never seen Megamind all what? the way through. It's I've so seen parts bad. of it because I feel like it's put on pretty often. We've put in it this on. Times. <laughs> when have we ever watched we've, Megamind? Jake's put it on for sure. Has Jake put it on? I know. I think we've watched it together once. I've seen really? chunks I of think. it. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time. That movie's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I feel uh-huh. like I don't remember watching it with you. I, I think rem- I remember watching. Yeah, it with and you. I feel like Jake put it on once. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's also that's one where they throws me. <laughs> we talk about like sequels and they switch protagonists. That's another mm-hmm. one. Um, they go in places, location switch, they move. I'm telling yeah. you, this is a, this is a thing that happens. Yep. That movie's funny though because 
Bob's really funny. Yeah. He's, like, just so wrecked the whole time <laughs> trying to figure out how these, to raise a child. Yeah. And it's And so, this child can literally do anything, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. So, like... And then the scene when he, like, picks up Jack-Jack and he's like, okay, Jack-Jack, laser eyes, pew, pew. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's stuff, there's parts of it that are that are cute. I just think that there's also parts that I'm like, mm, I don't really like the I feel villain like, part. I feel like the main plot of Incredibles 2, I'm not that into. Yeah. But the rest of it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I almost feel like there's, again, too much happening. Yeah. It's it's definitely. It's also like an A and B plot in that movie, yeah. which they don't have in Incredibles really. It's yeah. mostly just his going to the place, yeah. and you get little snapshots of Mrs. Incredible being like, "Where the heck did he go?" But it's still yeah. kind of related. But this is like it's this mostly is like following... here's the last girl and here's the rest of the family, and yeah. we're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, and, sometimes... and also you have, I mean, it's like because it's it's her and then the rest of the family, but then also Violet almost has her own. Not separate storyline, but, like, she has her own thing happening because yeah. the guy got brainwashed. Yeah, and she's, like, brain- a moody teenager. It is. Yeah. He's got his memory wiped. Yeah, and then Dash is trying to do math. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, Edna becomes obsessed with the baby. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, it's fine. Like, it's 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 okay. It's just, I'm always, like... I, sometimes I'm, like, I just wish I could go back to this other thing. Like, yeah. that's the problem when you have too many plot lines. You're, like, this part's a lot more interesting, and I'd rather yeah. go back to that. That's what I think is that I think the stuff, like, anything that's not with Elastigirl, I think, is fun. And I enjoy. <laughs> but true. all the stuff with Elastigirl, I'm, like, this is boring. Because I'm, like, I know you're the villain. I feel like I guessed that immediately. I was, like, this is suspicious. And then I was, like, the rest of this is funny. Here we go to Bob. He's wrecked. They have a baby that can literally do anything. I'm like, this is more interesting. Yeah. Why are we looking at this? Yeah. So that movie was like, I think we all were like, yeah, it's good. But we we were all like, it's just not as good. And we never expected it to be as good. Is it the best of the sequel Pixar movie? Of of at least the the second ones? Because there's the mixture of Monsters University, Finding Dory, and Incredibles 2 that all came out in like a row, kind of. I think that... um, Finding Dory is kind of garbage. I yeah, I was just about to say, if I had to rank them, Finding Dory would definitely be last. I kind of yeah. like Monsters University. Me too. Yeah. I might like... I feel like I might put that above Incredibles too. 2. I think it's I Monsters University, Incredibles 2, and then Finding Dory. I don't yeah. know if there's anything else. Finding Dory, yeah. I don't think I'd ever want to go back and rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was fine. It yeah. was a kid's movie, but I feel like it leaned too much into being a kid's movie, which I get. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it had the same, like, adult appeal as the other two. Yeah. I just feel like Dory's a sidekick. Yeah. She yeah. was not meant to be a protagonist. No. Like, and I, I don't know. It's too yeah. much of her. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a gimmicky character. So, yeah. like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. she not have a lot of depth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What other sequels? I guess Toy Story, that's it. Well, yeah, there's Toy Story. I was just thinking those ones because they kind of came know, out, like, yeah. in different. a row. Because yeah. Toy Story and Cars were like they they are a, they have multiple movies already. Yeah. So and then some people are like, oh, they, they might make a Ratatouille too, and I'm like, I don't think they need to. I don't or they know say why we should make that. a live action Ratatouille, and I'm like, no. This is also like <laughs> this movie was live action. I think it'd be terrifying just because of Elastigirl. I think it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. I think it would not be good. 
Don't they? Uh, isn't one of the Fantastic Four's people really stretchy and it's weird? Yeah, isn't the main Reed. guy? Is yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, you gotta watch. I think it's Ansel Elgort. Be really stretchy. What? Isn't is he, he in the reboot? Reboot? Is that him or is no. it uh, Miles Teller? I always Miles mix Teller. them up. I don't know really? why. Ansel I don't Elgort. know why. To me, what? same person. Isn't it Miles Teller and like Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, and Kate Mara. Yeah. yeah, and then some guy sure. playing the rock smash guy. Yeah, the rock smash guy. <laughs> I watched that. Movie. It's not good. Mm. I did not see that. I mean, movie. Look honestly, good. the first isn't Silver Surfer like really bad? Silver Surfer's garbage. Mm. <laughs> the first Fantastic Four is also not like a good movie, but it's like kind of fun and lighthearted. And you're like, mm. I, I enjoy it for what it is. Mm. But yeah, he's stretchy, and it is. It's it's weird <laughs> to see a real person like be all like. Yeah, it does not look good. Not but especially fan. like when she's like a boat and like a parachute. Like that would look fucked up. That would look <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Even yeah. the shot when she's a boat and her head's like up above, like she's like the masthead of the boat. And I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. 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 So do not make it live action. I think it'd be really scary only because of that. I don't know if anybody's been talking about that. But anyways, I think it's an influential movie. Certainly it was yeah. influential for a generation. Is eight and a half fine then? Or is that too low? Or is like one eight and a half, one nine better? Do you want to go to a nine? And I will, I'll stick at an eight and a half? Yeah. I feel like that feels better. I don't think it's a two nine kind of thing. Okay. But it fine. might be a one nine. Okay, fine. There we go. <laughs> Compromise. With that, that means we can move on to the bonus best friend. So a film can win a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented and it can win up to three points. All right, bonus best questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, first bonus best question. The best animated character voiced by the film's director. Mm. We have Edna Mode, Brad Bird. Mm-hmm. We have Stitch, voiced by Chris Sanders from Lalo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. We have Crush, voiced by Andrew Staten from uh, Finding Nemo. And then we have Kevin from Up by Pete Docter. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, the bird. The bird. <laughs> I thought you meant Russell. It's like, how? <laughs> he also uh, voiced... Pete Docter's actually done this three times. He voiced someone in Monsters, Inc.? No, that's not right. He voiced um in Inside, Inside Out. Out. He voiced the dad's anger, like, guy. Oh. And then he voiced someone in a different movie, like a robot. Mm. <laughs> but I was like, oh, they like doing that over at Pixar. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Edna Mode's pretty classic. Yeah, iconic. Some good, some good lines, good moments. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It's also a bigger, not a bigger. It might be. I think it might be a bigger role than the other ones. I mean, I mean Kevin s- is for more of the movie, but it's it's a bird. Stitch <laughs> is the second lead. Oh, that's true. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about Stitch. Uh-huh. Uh, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. What? Oh. I love Lilo and Stitch. I don't know why. That's I mean, I know what Stitch's voice is, but I've, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I know what his voice is though, but I've just yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, you never watched the show? Family. No, I like don't on... I watched the show. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything Lilo and Stitch. The like, show at was all. really fun. Ohana means family. Family means no, no one gets, gets left, left behind. behind. Okay, I know that. <laughs> that, <laughs> I that have line. A stitches on my lanyard. One of them, not yeah. the one I have right now. The one that you gave to the mechanic. Yep. Yeah. Well, I got it back. Um. Yeah. I mean, I forgot that Stitch was one of them. Uh. What was the other one? Uh, Crush the Turtle from oh, Finding Nemo. Right. And then, yeah, Kevin. I mean, I think it's not Kevin. No, for sure I not. was just like, I'm throwing Pete Doctor in, because you mean, guys love Pete Doctor. That's fair. Ah, yeah, he's good. <laughs> I, he's no Brad Bird. 
<laughs> but he is up there as one yeah. of the, the better Pixar directors. I feel like Crush is also cool. He's kind of a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But he's not in it for a lot of it. Which, I mean, none of them really are. Yeah. I guess Stitch is in it for quite a bit. <laughs> Back <you've>... to this. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, if I was ignoring Lilo and Stitch, I'd probably give it to Edna Mode. Yeah. Since I haven't seen Lilo and Stitch, I'm not as connected. <laughs> but it's I a lot feel... of he talks kind of. I feel like he learns to talk more yeah. during to the movies. Yeah. He's like he makes of... noises more. He does a lot yeah. of. But he made all those sounds like all yeah. those like, yeah. alien sounds. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like how popular the characters are. I mean, Edna's more popular just because it's a meme. <laughs> yeah. Stitch but is Stitch like is like yeah. Stitch is like. A favorite character kind of thing. I feel like I'd be more drawn to say Edna Mode, but yeah, I do have a lanyard of Stitch. <laughs> I really mean, cute. I'd probably say Edna just because I don't have a connection to Lilo and Stitch. I do like Lilo and Stitch. There's some good music in that movie, and there's some really good moments too. Um, I'll go with Edna Mode though, just for like, because okay. I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Edna Mode, point for The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. All right. The superhero universe you'd want to live in. So this is this would be your reality. You're still you. You're still going to school. You're trying to get your life, you know, just getting through the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Sharkboy and Lava Girl 2. Because <laughs> you just watched it. So I couldn't <laughs> think of any other superhero universes. And then obviously the MCU and the DCEU. Ooh, not the DCEU. No. 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 <laughs> no, you, did you really wait? No, right? No. Okay, because I was like, you didn't seem to say no as emphatically as I thought you would. Well, <laughs> we just got to talk about them. Uh, we well, will start with with DC. Uh, it's boring. Yeah. It's dark. I don't like it. They're so serious. Yeah. That's the problem with DC. Yeah. Is that they're so full of themselves. Well, they, they're turning away from that. Like, yeah, they, they are. Because they have um, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam's oh, good. Shazam's kind of good. Yeah. Um, I feel like they had something Zachary else that Levi. was lighter or planned to be lighter. Yeah, I don't know. It's from. just not as good, though. Yeah. So I feel like if you're choosing between MCU or DCU, you mm-hmm. might as well go with MCU yeah. if you're going to just go just between them. So we'll ignore them. <laughs> the We Can Be Heroes universe. Um, If this is like the Spy no. she's also never seen Spy Kids. I, I've never movie. seen Spy Kids or Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I, I just watched it because she put it on Sharkboy because Pedro Pascal. But I do think you it. need to watch Spy Kids at that some is, point. Spy Kids is honestly pretty good. Like, this movie was really bad. It was really bad. Spy Kids, maybe you won't think it's that good, but you'll definitely think it's better. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure it's better. That's not that high of a bar. Because Spy Kids has, like, a really weird vibe to it, but it's fun, and it's funny, and it's, I don't know, it is, like, a childhood type thing. Yeah. I really, I can, and nobody else agrees with me, but I kind of like Spy Kids 3D when they go into the game. Yeah. That one's kind of fun. That one fun. was fun. I liked the second one more, though. The second one's good, too, yeah. Yeah. I, the, did they make a fourth one? I think they yes, did, but with bad. like a different, the wrong, different cast. Mm. Yeah. It was in 4D. Yeah. Because I, I went to go see it, and they gave you smell like cards. Smell cards, yeah. Because uh, I bought it on DVD, and it had like smell cards. I it didn't was buy it on stupid. DVD. My dad bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, but that universe. Has... I would say no, just because all the powers are lame, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I know that you don't have them because you're still you in the universe, but like, just the powers are lame. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're between the MCU and the Incredibles. Benefits of living in the Incredibles is that we are living in the 60s, so we could go see the Beatles. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> are the are the Beatles in the Incredibles universe? I would say probably. Right? 
Are there no Beatles in the Incredibles universe? I don't know. They don't mention it, but I mean, well, it's possible the that they're not. Set. They don't really mention anything in pop culture. Yeah. No. I would say yes. The Beatles are in the Incredibles universe. Okay. <laughs> She's like, this changes <laughs> a everything. Little bit. The MCU, you do have to consider you could go to school with Peter Parker. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I was thinking about that. That was in my mind already. That... I was, my, I mean, my big thing is that if you're in the universe... I mean, I guess we don't live in New York. Yeah. See, so, we're probably fine. They'd never yeah. come to Canada. I was going to say, like, unless isn't it Deadpool's in Canada. I'm just oh, kidding. yeah, no. <laughs> um, is that set in Canada? I think X-Men is supposed to... X-Men isn't set in Canada, but they do come to Canada because yes. Wolverine is Canadian. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh. I was like, there's something there's about There's like a scene Canada. where they come get him from the Canadian wilderness or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I was like, I know something like that happens. Um, yeah, the big thing is that it's like, how dangerous is it going to be if you're in that universe? MCU, probably not. I mean, both of them, honestly, probably not for us. Thanos snapped half of the universe That is away. true. <laughs> you have a 50% chance of dying. Okay, but you came back. You just lose That's five true. years. Okay, then you've lost, let's say you've been blipped. Yeah. You've lost five years of your life. It really affects the people that didn't get blipped, honestly. All right. Because then you lost people and then they suddenly came back. I feel like that's more impactful than being blipped. Because if you got blipped, you're yeah, just gone you're... and then back right away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then your birthday is all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, frick. That's what you're worried about? Yeah. Um. Okay, what about you get superhero powers, then? Do you think you're more likely to die in the MCU or in Incredibles? I feel like you're more... I don't know how how the how the Incredibles get their powers. I think you know? they're born with it. Yeah. yeah. But it's never explained, like, if it's a mutation. Yeah. Or... But, like, MCU, some of them get them. So I feel like you'd have a higher chance of getting superhero powers in the MCU than in Incredibles. If it's mm. just a mutation, mm-hmm. you know? Also, like, you have Tony Stark, like... Yeah. He's, he doesn't have superpowers. He's yeah. here. So I feel like you'd have a better chance in the MCU if you wanted superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get some super soldier serum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd rather have the Iron Man suit. Yeah, you want to fly. Yeah, I want to fly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what's hard. I mean, what's your, do you are, do you immediately go Incredibles just because of the Beatles? I mean, that would be fun. I don't know. I feel like it would... If, if I don't get superpowers, probably, because then nothing really matters. The only thing that's different is that I'm in the 60s and I can see the Beatles. Because... Other than that, it's still scarier because I feel like your chances of dying are just a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Because you know that there are aliens out there who are trying to come and take over sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the threat doesn't seem as high in Incredibles. But if I can have superpowers or like there's a chance of me getting superpowers in the MCU, I feel like then that'd be better. Yeah. So I, it really depends on I the might, circumstance. I might give it to MCU just because I don't know if I want to be in the 60s. <laughs> valid, valid. You I have feel a lot like, of rights. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I don't want that. I feel like I, I think that Incredibles would be safer. And I think the smart move would be Incredibles, but I don't think I want to be in the 60s. That's valid. So I think I'd probably go MCU. But I and mean, then just if you had been born Peter there, Peter you would be like, this is life. <laughs> well, yeah, but... but. But yeah. if you're going back, like, it's now, if you could transport right now into either of them. If I could visit the 60s, for sure I'd go. For sure I'd go see the Beatles and then come back. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd go visit You some. go back with a camera, you come back, you say, hey, I've got oh. an idea for a documentary. Never seen <laughs> Peter Jackson's got nothing on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I had a time machine, for sure I'm, go- I'm going back to the 60s, I'm going back to the 80s. 
I'd go all the way. <laughs> you like, all the way back to the Jurassic era and then get eaten. No, because I don't want to see dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I was joking because you said all the way, and I'm, I'm like, gonna, where does that mean? All the way to the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, I would go see famous people before they're okay. famous, right before they get famous, when it's easy to track them down, mm. and they don't go like, you can't talk to me. Mm-hmm. What if you like went back and you started like. Before the Beatles ever kicked off, and you're like, hey, Paul, he's just a guy at this time. Chelsea's like, I've thought of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't even know. I have a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) About people who time travel in my head. You can't say this. It's good good content. Yeah, because one day it's going to get made. Yeah, you can't can't be sharing this. I'm really excited for that movie if I ever write it. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, I think I'll go MCU just because I I won't write. All right. (laughs) Valid, sure. valid, so. um, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I, I'll go with him. See, the only benefit of the 60s is seeing the Beatles. Other than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cars didn't even have car seats. God. Yeah. And if terrible we get, place. And, <laughs> and if, if we get Thanos snapped, oops, we come back. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's also, like, depending on when the Beatles. I mean, not when the Beatles. When this is. Because if it's pre-1963, yeah. I probably can't see the Beatles. Unless I just wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last bonus best question. The best superhero movie score by Michael Giacchino. Oh, no. We've got The Incredibles. I feel like I knew you were going to do this question, and I was like, Chelsea's going to have a time. I know. This was And this was, like, I had all my bonus best done, like, before the first round was over. This one, I was, like, ready to go. Yeah. Um, okay, so your options are The Incredibles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home or Homecoming. You know, whatever one you want to go with. Any of them. Um, and then... Sky High. He did Sky High. That's wild. I love Sky High. I think we watched that, right? I think you I think put it on. Did. I think you you made me watch it randomly. I, I don't remember movie. why. It's so fun. I think you you were randomly I looking think we at watched Disney Channel movies. Pretty much it of it, and was like, we should just mm. watch. Oh this. yeah, I think that's what happened. You were um, like, this movie is weird, so you put it on. Well, I don't remember the Doctor Strange score. I um, think I think the real war is between Incredibles and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I feel like Spider-Man, the music isn't as important to the scene. Like, I feel like Incredibles has, like, some moments where, like, the music is really good with the action. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really, like, it's just, it just works really well. Mm -hmm. And Spider-Man, I like the score and I like the theme. But it's not like the, everything else isn't super, super memorable. I'm sure you've listened to it quite a bit. I don't listen to it. I mean, I have it on my, like, homework Mm-hmm. like score playlist which is really long because i just hit add score and then it's very long yeah um i mean yeah i like it i mean but, it's good i yeah. just feel like it's not as good i mean i definitely think incredibles is more tailored yeah to the like the entire uh movie yeah. like like the setting the the use of instruments the like the like way they recorded it Mm-hmm. I feel like all of it's a lot more, like, made for the movie. Yeah. Spider-Man's still good. Yeah. And I probably enjoy... I might... I don't know. I don't listen to the Incredibles score, actually. I don't know why. I like it a like, lot. I, like, I jam to it when I watch the movie. And I, like, I if you asked me to, like, like hum the score, I'd know what it is. But I don't listen to it for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change that. Maybe I'll add it to my playlist, <laughs> and then I will. <laughs> but, uh... Like, I think I like the Spider-Man one better, but I think probably Incredibles is better. I feel like the, the only one I really like from Homecoming, I don't even really know what the No Way Home score is, because it's the same thing to me. It's, They're all pretty similar. It's like the... Da, 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 yeah, the like... And that in different variations. Kind of yeah. 
And so, like, that feels like the only thing that's really extremely great to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that score is amazing. Like, I like it because I like the movie and I yeah. think it works for the vibes. Yeah. But I definitely think, I think Incredible is for sure a better score. Yeah. I mean, Just, I think like, it is more for, like, for the scenes, for the world. Mm-hmm. And just in general, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't think a lot of people really talk about the Spider-Man score. No. Although, in terms of Marvel scores, I feel like it's probably... It's probably one of the one better of the... Marvel movie scores. So I feel like the Marvel movies aren't super up there as terms of, in terms of music. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy the Spider-Man score. But I think probably this one makes more sense. as like a better suited score for the movie. Yeah. Like, the vibes still work for both, but... But this one just has, like, some really good music moments. Like, the one in that... The the one in the the password seems really good. Yeah. And then also even, like, when he's running on the water and it does that, like... Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. And so all of that is just really interesting. Yeah. So I'd probably give it to Incredibles. I'll give it to Incredibles. I still think I like the Spider-Man one better, but I think it makes more sense if I'm saying, like, best of all of them. Mm. I'd probably say Incredibles has the most, like, thought and, like, I don't know, it just suits it the best mm. out of all of them, you know? Alrighty. That's two bonus best points for the Incredibles. Okay. Which, added to its score from all the other categories, brings it to a 92.5. Wow. Which is an A+. Plus. It's a pretty good score. Yeah. You guys were throwing out nines like, yeah. like nonstop in the beginning. I'm like, this is gonna be at one of our top movies. I feel like I, I, I feel like I was. We were watching it last night, and I was like, I feel like this is probably gonna be pretty high. Well, it was also we were like, what movie should we do? And I was like, I've always said we should do Incredibles. We never do, mostly yeah. because I don't want to do too many animated movies in a row. We say that though, and then I was looking at the last one we did, and I was like, it was Polar Express, <laughs> and I was I like, mean, we, we did just only like two episodes since then. No, it, well, it's been like. Yeah. Yeah, but I was looking and I was like, it's not too many. Four. It's not like we did one, like, you guys did a couple. Well, that's why I was like, now feels like it's probably yeah. fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, we did Toy Story because that one felt important. We did Ratatouille mm-hmm. because I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then this one was like one that I was like, it's probably next up there for my favorite Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. And when we could do more Pixar movies, I feel like they tend to have more substance. And so. It's easier to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were to do, like, Monsters, Inc., or if we were to do Finding Nemo, they're sometimes easier to talk about movies that, than, like, movies that we don't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> because we're just like, this movie's good, but yeah. there's, it's not extremely deep, and there's not a lot of elements that are so extremely good that I can really talk about it for a while. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I think we should do this one, and it probably will get really good marks. There's probably still movies that we would still rate really highly that we did we haven't done yet. Yeah. We've always talked about doing Homecoming. We never yeah. know it. Maybe soon. <laughs> yeah. There's some that were like, these are part of, like, any of the MCU ones where, like, we have to pick and choose because we're not going to do all of them. Yeah. So where we just do, like, favorites. Favorites. <laughs> we would do, like, favorites. Yeah. Or something. But then we'd be jumping around a lot. I don't know. So it's hard. I feel like it could also be fun to do, like, it could be fun to do, like, Last Crusade. Oh, but what a good movie. <laughs> we don't want to have to do Temple of Doom. So yeah, I don't want to have to do hard. Temple of Doom. <laughs> You know, I was just skipping that one. We're here for Last Crusade because I'm telling you it's the best one. <laughs> and I'm right about that. You can fight me on it. <laughs> I don't want to fight you on it. I agree. Someone, anyone listening who disagrees can fight me on it. That's Last Crusade the, is the, the best Raiders of the... Raiders fanboys? Yeah. He's like, no, you haven't seen Last Crusade. I'm like, Crusade. no, no, no. Last Crusade, absolutely. It's the best movie. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, um, 
Yeah, The Incredibles. What a classic. An mm-hmm. absolute classic. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is just a really, it's really well written. It's really well directed. It's just Brad Bird being Brad Bird. And I feel like he doesn't do his, ma- he doesn't do anything anymore. He's like, I have my good, mo- he's like, I only do things if it's a good movie. And I have no good ideas anymore. <laughs> my good idea was Incredibles and Ratatouille and that's it. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> He's like, do you know how hard that was to come up with those ideas? I'm out of ideas. <laughs> He's like, I'm also rich. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't need you. Like, I won two Oscars. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Anyways, I think I think that's about it. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own grade and give us any thoughts that you had. If you disagree on anything, feel free to tell us that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can listen to us. It helps us get more exposure so the more people can find us and listen. Where can they reach you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Al Shakur if you want to keep up with us or ask any questions. Never hesitate to reach out. Uh, I think that's it for this week. I'm Al Shakur. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade.